Hi, today is December 11th, 2022. I'm Todd Gasawara, and the good Dr. John Westfall is off on a super secret mission this week. And, but, 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 we have two frequent, I was going to say two frequent friends, but two frequent guest panelists and old time friends. <laughs> and, in, uh, in, I guess, last name alphabetical order, Sven Johansson and Don Sorsinelli. Don, were you like me? I, you know, I'm O, you're S. You're like always at the end in alphabetical rollout and yeah. class and stuff. Yep, I was always. Nobody ever used first names for, for alphabetical order. They always used right. last. Yeah, I was close to it. Yep. Yeah. Even though I'm O, which is technically near the middle, I always felt like I was last. Because there are a lot of Joneses and, you know. Yeah. Other kinds of names, even Johansson. <laughs> you go it's before not too the far from the front. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you, gentlemen, for joining me. While John John has a conflict uh, for this week and next week, so fortunately, I am very very grateful that you're able to join me. Um, you know, Sweat and I have been catching up, but Don, you've been busy, so we haven't been able to catch up lately. What you've been up to? Anything? Oh, work. <laughs> <laughs> That's what work. I figured. You've been yeah, flying a lot again, know. haven't you? <laughs> yeah, that's the main for 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 me right now. Between that and you know, as we come up, it's it's that time of year where you're coming up on on holidays and holiday yeah. events and holiday parties, and uh, so uh, I'm I'm glad to say that uh, mostly my wife is popular enough <laughs> to where we get invited to a lot. Uh, Otherwise, Don, we'd be sitting around going, "Why doesn't anybody invite us anyplace?" <laughs> as a fellow geek, I understand this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've I've said it before. My 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 lovely wife, my my two sons try not to go anyplace with her in town because they're guaranteed to run into somebody that she knows and oh delay an extra thirty minutes before they come home. Oh <laughs> I have a few friends and acquaintances like that. You know, when you walk around downtown Honolulu, you can't walk more than like 30 seconds before somebody stops them. And I'm always like, you know what? I got to go do stuff. You you have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Especially on lunchtime when I'm hungry. But anyway. At any rate, so you, how, many lo- how many miles have you logged this year and now that things have opened up more or less? Actually, that's the good news. My, uh, my work has not had me traveling. Uh, quite, quite the contrary. Oh, that's uh, good. Mostly, mostly working uh, out of the house, my home office. Yeah. And uh, currently, my when I do go to the office, um, it's to me it's considered a trek at this point because it's about a forty-minute drive. Oh, that's quite a drive, actually. Yeah. Where you live, yeah. especially, because you, you drive for, fast. For Boston, oh, oh, the city. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, for I only live ten miles from my office, and I have had morning commutes that took took over an hour. Yeah. Oh well, like I said, when I would work in Boston proper or any yeah. of the neighboring uh, cities, um, it, it literally twenty five miles could be an hour and a half commute easily. I have to. So, I've only been to Boston once, and that was kind of frightening enough. That that was sort of enough. <laughs> <laughs> on, on behalf of the people of Boston, we were happy we were able to scare you. <laughs> uh, also, I was, I was chastised greatly for not pronouncing Waltham correctly. <laughs> oh, that's nothing. Trust me. <laughs> 
I, no, I, I, I mean like... I went up to Boston about oh, go ahead. Uh, once a week. Oh, really? Yeah, wow, when I was great. at uh, Cent- Central Command. We went to Hanscom oh. a lot for yep. stuff, so... So when I called yep. for like... Oh, yep. I can't remember, for a rental car or something, I said, um, I'm, where are you going to be? I'm going to be in Waltham. Where? Waltham. Can you say it again? <laughs> oh, you mean Waltham. <laughs> <laughs> Sven, just so you know, you were at Hanscom, which is technically in Betha. <laughs> yeah. Spelled yes, B-E-D-F-A-H. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I... To, I got used to driving up there a bit. I shouldn't, make, I shouldn't make fun because people have a heck of a time with our Hawaiian names when they come here. You know, street names and building names and town names and whatever, so... Yes, because but those are spelled differently our problem is they're spelled very clearly here yes not pronounced the way like, they're spelled like, how do you get wooster out of all those letters <laughs> <laughs> there's an r in there or wasta if you're a real native oh, okay <laughs> and now uh. i realize the fact that one of these episodes, you'll have Jack Cook on. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, we have. all of this with an authentic pronunciation. Yes, Jack will be on. I, I, we, uh, unless his schedule has a problem, uh, he is scheduled to be on next week, Sunday. And uh, we, I haven't spoken to Jack in about a year, I, I think. I'd, so. I'd break out a map if I were you, Todd, and just start throwing <laughs> towns at Names him. Names <laughs> in Massachusetts. How do you say this? How do you say this? <laughs> Well, it's like going to England, right? There's this place called Fonshaw, and it's spelled F-E-A-T-H-E-R-S-T-O-N-E-S-H-O something. And you print, how's it pronounced again? Fonshaw. There you go. <laughs> At least, you know, Hawaiian words are really phonetic. You know, you pronounce every syllable. You know? <laughs> but anywho. And people still get it wrong. I mean, I, I one of my, my best work friends... Pronounces our building name wrong. He always gets the last uh, syllable wrong. <laughs> and I'm trying to correct him for the years. So close. Just won't do it. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, enough of a, um, of a regional dialect views <laughs> podcast. A uh, cu- couple of things I wanted to ask you guys, you know. So, again, you know, and John and I have discussed it briefly. But, again, without getting political or whatever uh twitter (laughs) i'm not going to ask if you deleted your account i have not by the way i'm still on twitter but have you tried any of the other alternative alternatives to twitter like mastodon or post or i have not i'm going to but i have not makes the assumption i use twitter (laughs) that is true (laughs) that is true i don't need it i don't need an alternate no, I, I mean I have a Twitter account, but yeah, but you don't I, you know, use it. Once a month, once a yeah. month, I you know I happen across it, it on the on the iPhone here, and it's got yeah. a little blue thing on it, and I hate little blue buttons on my my apps. I'm just like that, so I have to open it up to get rid of the stuff that makes that little blue button happen. You know, the update, that, the monthly update. Yeah. Okay, that's anti blue button night. We see, we are getting political. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't tried any of the others yet, and I, I'll be honest, I haven't left because I've always looked at Twitter, especially around mealtime, as dinner and a show, so I really... <laughs> well, you know, I, I used to read mostly read Twitter. For me, t- t- Twitter is mostly a 
read only. I hardly ever tweeted. Because I actually did follow people. They don't necessarily know me, but I did follow a lot of people who shared a lot of interesting information on a variety of topics. And um, these days, there's still a lot of people on there, but the topics tend to be the same thing. (laughs) Well, it's it's interesting because I think you've described probably the incredibly overwhelming majority of people on Twitter. We aren't heavily active posters. We follow people who were interested in, and in my case, it was overwhelmingly for technical purposes. I followed people around technology that posted valuable information, and I still do that. Yeah, it's just harder to find now. Yeah. (laughs) Because even the people who were posting valuable technical information they're still there they're just not posting valuable technical information it's, anymore. well there's only so much valuable technical information one can come up with <laughs> the well but, okay. does run dry sooner or later <laughs> yeah and i should note i have this a little further down oh, maybe i don't have it further down in my list but i did uh microsoft uh finally created their own addition to the, at least the, the personal edition of Microsoft Teams, not the professional, called Communities, which I think, as Swan said, is yeah, kind of like, like real... Yeah, uh, the, you've got it. No, I've got it in there. Okay, oh, good, good, good. Yeah, it's which yeah, is, the third thing down. Which is kind of like an actual team in Microsoft Teams, because right now Microsoft Teams yeah, for personal is only really chats, but it only yeah. works on mobile devices, so eh. <laughs> so far. So far. I know they're, right. I know they're planning on it. But I was excited well, to see that, because I've been... It, since it started, I've been posting on Microsoft forums and stuff. When are you going to put Teams in Teams? There yeah. you go. That's what. <laughs> yeah. So and I, and I and I kept telling them, you know, there's there's tons of good reasons for it. I got a scout troop. I got a softball. Yeah. Club. I got, you know, I got. I'm planning a, a an outing with a bunch of people. It's 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 a team. It maybe and not it, maybe that's not the right, right word, but right. You it's know, not the, a chat group. The name of the program is Teams. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and I can see. I can see that being the community's version being a light version of the full business teams where, like you said, there will be certain functionalities. You don't have to expose every one of them necessarily, but certain functionalities that would be valuable. Anybody who thinks that there isn't a purpose beyond chat has never used any of the thousand apps that are very commercially successful for organizing right. youth sports, youth scouts, all those other things, yeah, the community right. groups. So I, I'd be nice to see them take it to that level. I mean, just <laughs> the just the yeah, just the concept of a of a of a team calendar where you can, you know, yeah. you can put something in. And, and my view is all my teams. You know, right. I have my personal stuff. I got my scout stuff. I got you know whatever. My son has the scout stuff, and he has the the study group calendar. You know, and they're all so you yeah. can keep track of everything that you're doing. You know, yep. just that, I think, would be tremendous. Speaking of scouts, I'm so old that I remember when my daughter was, I think, in kindergarten, first grade, and uh, we, we uh, helped organize a Girl Scout troop for her school um, in, in, a, in, a, in a quasi-elitist mode. I, I know I suggested that only only girls whose parents had email addresses should be allowed in a scout troop because <laughs> I did not want any phone trees to deal with. <laughs> and everybody agreed, <laughs> but but it turns out that at, even at that time, even in the Stone Ages, almost everybody in email, so we're okay. Text messages were charged per text message, by the way, so we didn't yes. want to do yeah, that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. 
I, I can imagine the scout troop, because of parent involvement, spent as much like I did it with sports programs where I had to, I was the team manager. Yeah. For, and it, it was, it was almost, you almost wanted to have two of those <laughs> chats, one to the team, the players, and the right. other one to the parents. Right. And yes, the, the functionality was all about, you know, communicating, sharing stuff, calendars, the right. whole nine yards. And just yeah. speed. Right, you don't want to spend two yeah. hours on a phone just telling people where the next, you know, yep. rally point is for whatever it is you're doing, or that it's yep. changed because of weather, or you know, whatever the case might be. Exactly. But anyway, I digress. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, it is good to see it, and it's funny. It's first of all, t- communities for teams is is I was going to say a bad word. It is terribly ugly. I had another word I was going to use instead of terribly, <laughs> but. <laughs> It is terribly ugly. It's like a, a UI from the 1980s. It might as well be a, you know, a green screen command line. But that said, it actually has a feature I really like. I wish we were in the commercial version of Teams. When you put a link into chat, it saves that link in a link um, list. Uh, not to be confused with, you know, like a compiler link <laughs> list, but, <laughs> but but it saves uh, all all the URLs in a list so that you don't have to scroll through the chat to look through URLs, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. Also, of course, you have hundreds of them, but still, it's easier than scrolling through the chat itself. Yeah, so, which I do quite a bit with other chats. <laughs> yeah. Right. Either you sit, you're smart enough to remember to save it off if you think it's important at the beginning, or someday, sooner right. or later, you're scrolling and scrolling trying to remember when it was. Right, yeah. and but that said, um, I'm going to retire end of next week, end of the calendar year, and I'm going to miss having an enterprise version of Teams handy. I don't know why I'm going to miss it because I won't really need it, but, <laughs> but for, I really for, quite fond for of five ninety five. You can have it, huh? For five ninety five a month, you can have it. Yeah. Well, can you <laughs> to the to the to yeah, you can, you can you can get yourself a, no, you can get your business a business license. Oh and no, I don't need that. And, yeah. and, and and it's only like six bucks. Yeah, yeah, for I, a yeah. person. Right. You know, I I so. don't have I don't have a business to be a team. I'd be a team of one, so I'd be sort of lonely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I have a business of two. <laughs> so, all right, I had a technical difficulty on my network, but we are back, and I think I was talking something about communities for teams versus. Enterprise version, and um, I was just going to follow up by saying I, I really did enjoy using Microsoft Teams for the enterprise over the last, well, during the pandemic, if you can use that word and pandemic in the same sentence. Um, but it really made a difference in the way we work, and I'm sure people who use, you know, other Zoom or whatever they were using, even Slack. Slack. Mm-hmm. I was going to say WebEx, but I can't say it without spitting because I don't like it. But. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Cisco fans. Uh, it just didn't work well for me. And I, and of course, we all had to use everything, right? I even yeah. use blue jeans if you guys use that one. Yep, had to. Over the years, I think you're right. Every communication tool, at some point or another, I've had to use it because somebody on the other end is right. using it. Is their right. their fundamental business? Yeah. Yeah. At work, we're starting to use Jabber. Oh, oh. yes, Jabber. Yeah. Which Microsoft bought? Gosh. Yeah. Did they? Yes. Yeah. Microsoft yeah. No, not Jabber. They bought. No, they. they I was gonna say uh, yeah, um, Yammer. 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 That was Yammer. awful. Yammer. I actually like Yammer. Jabber. Which, which, which I thought was strange because being of German heritage, the word Yammer means wine. 
Not the one you drink. It's yeah, yeah. W h i a. W h i a. Yeah, Actually, I've heard uh, you don't have to be German. I have people talk about people yammering on. So yeah, that's, yeah, I, that's a German word. <laughs> I um, it, it's interesting because uh, I I've, I've been in environments. As a matter of fact, I currently am where a combination of Teams and Slack are both used. And oh, interesting. Teams are more used for external communications. Oh, that's interesting. But internally, they're using Slack. And I've used both extensively, and I've been involved with Teams since, like, the early days. And the one thing I will say is Teams has come a long way. And I think part of the problem has been a lot of people still use Teams like it was in its first incarnation. Yes. And don't really look at the power. Um, I've used it with external projects where we created a team for each project so that we could share files specific to the project with our clients, customers. You you could have the communication channel during the duration of the project. (laughs) And it really works well in that regard. I know Slack is trying now with external channels to do similar but I think uh, I think the integration of all the pieces that Teams now has, you know, file sharing, uh, all the plugins. Heck, oh yeah, you, you know. In you fact, I brought Microsoft in to do Microsoft-led training for my team on Teams uh, for Power Automate to do low-code, no-code mm-hmm. development, you know, right into Teams, so we could build custom yep. applications with you know yep. minimal effort, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, so it's so. it's it's interesting. I, like I said, I hope they, I hope Microsoft recognizes, as we just talked about, what tools would be valuable for the community's version yes. and builds those out and 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 says it's. We know it's more than just a chat tool now, right? But take it a little bit further. Look at all the things that currently plug into your enterprise version and say what value of. And obviously, not all of those things are of value in the community side. But pick the ones, like we said, calendars, possibly right. some better file sharing. That's right. Like yeah. yeah. I, and also make it less hideous than it currently is. I don't understand why <laughs> it's so hideous compared to the enterprise version. You know, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's the same app. It's the same Electron overlay. Yeah. Um, so on JavaScript, whatever the, or I guess Electron I, I would be surprised. Just, I wouldn't be surprised if it was... First release is just bare bones is all get out. And somebody said, do what we got to to present the mobile UI that fits so. this rather than trying to pull back. Well, the, you know, the enterprise and the personal are the same app on mobile. So right. Yeah. I don't exactly. know why you think. It's, it's the same app on it's, desktop, it's, it's, too. No, it's not. No. No, it's not. You have to have two different apps to do. I don't. On, the, on my Mac and my Windows, I use the same app, I think. Uh-huh. Well, I've got two distinctly different ones. Yeah, it's, one's got a, a white white T on a purple background. Oh, interesting. The other one's got a purple T on a white background. Because yeah. I can switch yeah. from my uh, I can on my Teams app. I can on Windows. I can switch from my enterprise uh, from several enterprise teams I'm on um, to my personal one. It's just a click. Oh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> yeah, can't do that. I don't know if I've done that on. I don't know if I've done that on a Mac. Let me look. Can my Mac see my... Yeah, my Mac sees my work account right now. Yeah. So I, I can switch it. On, on Mac OS, I can switch between my, my enterprise account and, and this one that we're using. And they look completely different. It's the same app. 
which drives me nuts. But anyway, you sure it's not loading a new app? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be. I wouldn't put it past Microsoft to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not a real app, right? It's not a like a native, you know, uh, C sharp or whatever. It's is Electron, so which is why it, you know it's such a memory hog and 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 sluggish sometimes and wacky sometimes. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, moving on to Apple stuff before we get on to the main topic, which Don kind of got us thinking about. So a couple of Apple things. One, um, I know Swen's an iPad user. I don't know if you're an iPad user, Don. I am. iPad I OS, I, iPad OS 16.2 is supposed to come out sometime this week, if you believe the, uh, the pundits, the experts. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to it for that freeform app mostly. Which I'd like to try. Yeah, I do so many betas. I can't. I don't know if it's if it's real <laughs> sixteen two or if it's because mine's up on sixteen two. So is my phone. Oh, right. okay. I, if, my HomePods just said they need to update. <laughs> if if things hold true, my phone moved from listing a beta count to just listing the version, which means usually that's the release yeah. candidate, which yeah, means okay. you should get it this week because I got that yeah. last week. Okay. Yeah. So I'm waiting for for Freeform, and I'm waiting. The other feature I'm waiting for is external displays uh, on the M1, M2 iPad Pros. And the difference, by the way, because John and I um, were discussing it a couple of weeks ago, the difference between that and what is available today on you know 16.1 and before is that it just mirrors right now. But with uh, with 16.2, on a, if you have M1, M2, iPad Pro, you're supposed to be able to do an extended display, so you can have you know two different views. And I'm, I yeah, I've done that. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to that for my retiree, you know, workstation, which I'm kind of debating what to do. I've Don, I don't know, I don't know if you've heard the last couple of podcasts, but so I set up this small, tiny area that my iMac used to sit on. It's iMac's on the floor in another room now. Um, oh, by the way, it's a 2007 iMac, so it's you know deserved its <laughs> retirement. It still works. I I turned it on. Yeah. Um, and so I've I I bought a eighty dollar LCD display, you know, because I'm a retire I'm going to be retiree. I need to be frugal. And a HDMI switch. Okay, maybe not that frugal. <laughs> <laughs> so I can switch between a Windows PC, a Mac, uh, you know, Chromebooks since I have five of those iPad Pros, and my Raspberry Pi 400. So I, I haven't decided what my retiree system's going to be, but uh, it's going to be one of those things. Probably the Windows boxes. That's the one that's actually sitting permanently on the desk. I bought a little nuck like thing mm-hmm. um, for 160 bucks. Yeah. So, you know, and it's not bad. It's got, I think it's got 8 gigs of RAM and 256 of SSD and like some uh, souped-up Celeron, you know, modern-day Celeron. But anyway. The other thing I wanted to mention is, and John and I discussed it a couple of weeks ago, is uh, the Apple apps of the year that came out a, few, a while back. One of them is called Good Notes 5. And it, although it's a note-taking app, I've been using it for my Daily Doodles project. It's actually not bad, even <laughs> though all it has is a pen and colored highlighters. That's it. There's something fun about having a restricted environment where you don't have too many choices. You know, uh, I have, huh? You, you you like when when the app thinks for you that way, huh, Todd? <laughs> well, you know, it kind of maybe it's because I'm getting older and you I get, like things you get simpler. Decision lock, you know. Yeah, <laughs> right. I don't want to be uh, frozen with indecision because I'm faced with you know 500 different brushes to choose from. 
Um, you know, having one pen is sort of like, meh. That's how, you know, people normally doodle. They have one pen or one pencil and off they go. They don't even have a highlighter. So I've got, you know, I've got a foot a step up on them. Anyway. Are you looking for an app that has like a page with random words in the middle so you just have margins to doodle in? Is that... <laughs> oh, I used to take up whole pages even in school. Maybe, maybe one draw... that looks like a desk and you're, you have a knife. <laughs> It used to drive my teachers nuts because they thought I wasn't paying attention. I was. I just happened to be doodling at the same time. And so they'd ask a question thinking that I wasn't listening, and I'd answer them, and I'd go back yeah. to doodling. <laughs> <laughs> so you basically you you basically described about 75% of the discussions I have with my wife at any given time, <laughs> where she swears I wasn't listening to her, and then I recite back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are there any finer points that I left out? At any rate, I have not used it for note-taking, but it's a fine doodling app. And uh, you get three notebooks for free. So if you want to pay for it, I think it's one time eight ninety nine. As a soon-to-be-retiree, I'm debating if I can afford $8.99 plus tax. But uh, it looks like a fine app, and I can see why it's iPad's iPad app of the year. <laughs> and the last Apple item I wanted to mention... And get your thoughts on it. Because I'm, I'm pro. So, you know, the European Union has set a deadline for Apple to switch the iPhone over to USB-C by, let's see, when is it? It's a very specific date. December 27th, 2024. So two Christmases from now. I'm not sure why that date is so specific versus, you know, December 2024. But uh, maybe some manufacturing timeline or something. But they've basically got a little over two years to move to USB-C. And I, for one, am happy because I'm tired of having two kinds of cables or more. I still have some micro-USB stuff, too. Yep. I was just I about to say, that. yeah. You know, you know the, you, you've got to make the assumption that USB-C is going to come with a little bit more uh, wattage and a little bit more bandwidth. Yeah. doesn't have to. doesn't have to. A lot of people right. pointed out that, you know, Apple can... Keep it at USB two speeds and right. fifteen watts of charging, and still use a USB C connector. It's legal. And as we, but, uh, you, you, Swen, you and John and I discussed a few weeks ago, not all USB cables are alike. Oh, not at all. <laughs> not even close. But I, but I want to point out one thing on, on yeah. uh, the Apple, the the iPhone going to USB C. Yeah. I have here a mouse. Yeah. An Apple <laughs> mouse. That's Lightning. Trackpad. That charges Lightning. Uh-huh. Keyboard, that's lightning. All those things have to change too. Yeah. Not not according Every, to is, is, yeah, is that the, part of the EU it, thing? I'm yes, not even sure. All small electronics. Oh, that's good. I'm in favor yeah. of that. And I think that probably I think that bothers Apple probably more than than the iPhone. You yeah. Because yeah. everything else, the iPad, Macs, everything's gone USB C. It's yeah. all if, these my Yeah. If the rumors are correct, My AirPods. Apple's been tinkering with USB-C for a while in lab, you know, and knowing full well that sooner or later they might be pushed. But yeah. I think they everything I've heard has been around the phone specifically, right? As far as devices yeah. that are still Lightning. So right. It, you're right; it's it's going to be interesting to see how they how they progress along. It's funny that you should mention Todd the the still the micro. I have sitting here on my desk that I'm looking at, I've got a USB charging station mm -hmm. with a number of ports 
available. Mm -hmm. And the sole reason I own that is to have hanging off of it, lightning, USB-C, <laughs> micro USB. I think I've got the same setup you do. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, of course, watches all have their proprietary, of too, course. for the, Why not? the, you know, the connector <laughs> in. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I, for one, um, you know, I'm not always in favor of what the EU does, but I am in favor of this. Yeah. this I, I, I'm happy that the EU is doing this. I honestly, sincerely believe that Apple knew that this was an inevitability sooner or later they were like i said they wouldn't be they wouldn't be messing around to be nice with what they've been doing according to you know a lot of people um i, I gotta believe they knew this time would come sooner or later and it couldn't come soon enough in my opinion yeah same thing we've been living with various adapters and standards for so long we're getting close we're getting close to down to one, but it's and this will make a big difference. Yeah. yeah well, you know the USB kind of inevitable. The USB consortium hasn't done themselves any favors by changing USB. What is, yeah, is this? Is it's C? But there, this is a fourth iteration, right? There is yeah. USB A and B because you know mm -hmm. that was on the same cable, and then yeah. there was uh, mini. Um, yeah, USB mini, I think, uh, and then there's micro, and then C. And, yeah. and remember, all those all those are connector styles. Yes, not nothing to do with the. They yeah, could just... not much to do with it. <laughs> yeah, well, USB C is quite different, though, from power delivery and all that kind of stuff from yeah. all the predecessors. But you can, but you're not required to have power delivery if you use the USB C connector. That's that's what makes it. That's scary. what makes it. Scary. <laughs> yeah, like what cable? I'm plugging it in. Why is it not powering? <laughs> You know, properly or fast or yeah. whatever. Anywho. Okay. Now, what it turns out is going to be the main point. I thought it was going to be a smaller discussion, but pre-podcast when we were talking about, so, oh, there's a lot more to talk about in this general <laughs> area. Uh, so, uh, Don, why don't you introduce the topic? So, so I'll introduce it by saying it was that I came across, and I know it, it hit on a lot of news uh, sites and sources, uh, that somebody is yet again trying to create a messaging solution to overcome what I always like to refer to as the great blue-green struggle. <laughs> um, Sunbird Messaging, and I know in the show notes I put the, um, uh, the URL, so they'll, it'll mm -hmm. be there. It's an app that is currently in a very closed, limited beta. Um, and unlike some other apps, there's been apps in the past that are allow an Android device to communicate using iMessages, but it's relied on having your own Mac OS machine to be a server, a surrogate uh, for the messaging. This is it's proclaimed to be, and I'm on the list, but I'm way down the list. <laughs> it proclaims to not need to have any server involved, that they'll yeah. handle the messaging and would allow from an Android device to be able to communicate. Um, and it would appear to iPhone users that you are using an iPhone or from an iMessages standpoint, like I said, blue meaning your, your iMessages, green meaning it's you're, you've got somebody in there that's, I'll just say not iMessages because between just straight SMS and RCS and all that fun stuff. Um, but it does lead to, when we started talking, it's funny, as somebody who uh, uses and oftentimes switches SIMs between an Android phone and an iPhone. 
I'm amazed at this even today at how quickly some folks, especially on the iPhone side, will the moment I, we have a thread and I switch back to my Android phone and then the conversation goes from blue to green, how much grief I get over that. Yeah. <laughs> green is green is bad in yes. this case. And yes. it's it, you know, it, it is I it's amazing that after all this time we're st- this has become and this is where we let we open Pandora's box. The 2022 iteration of so many things historically that were side X versus side yes. side Y. You yeah. know, Marvel and, versus DC. <laughs> well, there's another one. Yeah. So so Todd and I were talking, and Sven, this is this is where it gets fun because especially us older guys. I said uh, the first iteration I had of this back in the day. The first two iterations were. Uh, Unix Windows for server yeah, yeah. back in the uh, the 90s. Uh, I used to teach a, a database administration for a platform that ran on both. Uh, and literally the commands were the same. It was just the prompt. Uh, <laughs> and we ended up splitting the class. It was the same exact material. The screenshots were different for the command, you know, the, the command prompts. Um, because when you had a mixed in the class and somebody saw a screenshot that was one platform and they were the other, it usually caused all hell to break loose. The great debate over what was better, you know. And so it's it's funny. We keep on having these. I, I mentioned the other one was uh, back in the day as a web developer, Netscape versus IE, you know. And good developers were browser sniffing and developing for both platforms, which had completely different DOM models. But, oh, my God, the battles that would happen over that. You know, who should you support? It seems like we keep on coming across these things, you know, uh, whether it be platforms, you know, like Android versus iOS or, yeah. you know, well, iMessage. I'm, I'm so old. It didn't even have to be, uh, you know, it didn't have to be technical. It was, you know, we had surfers versus greasers and Ford's <laughs> versus Chevys and, you know. Okay, but, you know, so it's it's human nature. It's human nature. You got to yeah, be part of a yeah. group. On the, on the, the tech side, I'm old enough to remember uh, TRS eighty or TRS DOS versus CPM, and mm-hmm. Apple DOS versus wasn't even DOS. No, it wasn't a operating system. It was it, it was firmware. It was integer basic, I guess, versus CPM. Um, I, I had a Z eighty CPM card in my Apple II. I did too. Here, yeah. Here's an obscure, here's a semi-obscure one that I'm sure you guys will remember. MS-DOS versus DR-DOS. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. DR-DOS yes. was cool. Yeah. It was yep. kind of CPM on steroids. It was nice. Yep. Yep. So there were always, the, I mean, they always go on. And it's funny how just when you think, okay, there can't be another one. I, I This is what happens. I get the, you know, this this latest incarnation with the, the green-blue controversy and the messaging standards was just one more eye roll out of out of the tens, if not hundreds, over the years of just in the technical world. The and, I, and I honestly and I honestly can't imagine how they could how they could achieve this thing because the the things that, that iMessage is supposed to be good for the point to point and group uh, encryption. Yeah, you're not going to get that unless you somehow you get Apple to tell you how they do it. Exactly. You know? So and and it doesn't and and one thing that just just boggles my mind is if you look at the front of your iPhone or iPad or something, what what color is the the uh, icon for iMessage? 
It's green. It's green. It is. So what is wrong with what's wrong with green? I don't know. Well, Green's I don't. Did you know what's just, wrong with being green? As as Kermit right. says. Uh, the latest incarnation of messages on Android, and I don't know if this is just Android 13. I can't remember the details, but the latest one is supposed to support uh, with RCS. If you're just yes. RCS and yes. end encryption too, finally. Yeah, and yeah, but and they're they're talking about group encryption, but it's it's RCS, but not right. RCS. It's Google's RCS. RCS, right? Not, right. Not the, well, not I, the standard RCS. So. By the way, I'm yeah. on the Sunbird messaging uh, website that you, the with the URL which you provided, Don. I notice it also says it provides a unified inbox for WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, SMS, and soon Telegram, Discord, RCS, Slack, and more. How the heck are they doing that? Why well, open I, source I, stuff? I can understand. We've seen that before. Yeah, we've seen that before. Yeah, um, a, a messaging app. Yeah, how but they got to how are they going to monetize day, it? You know. You know, they got to oh, put it on a server somewhere, <laughs> right? To do all the interconnects. Yep, yep. Well, that's again that. Like I said, I used it. it they've come the multi the multi chat clients that support all of them have been there from time to time. It's just in this case, Sven talks about it. the devil's in the details. How how true to that can they even be? Uh, because of secret sauce, you know, if they're not getting that. That if they don't, they can't end to end encrypt if they don't know how to end and end, end to end right. encrypt. If you're using different keys or different algorithms or whatever else, you know, you, yeah. it's not going to exactly. And if, and if you if you do have set up some kind of an intermediate server in the middle to mm -hmm. decrypt the iMessage and re-encrypt it into Google's RCS, yeah. now you've got a, a security hole in the middle, which everybody <laughs> says is a bad thing. Exactly. Yes. But, <laughs> Don't put stuff yeah. you don't want out in the open on on text, you know. Yeah. Well, also hey, for other know, for, for other old folks, I've got a, I've got a mixed right. family. I mean, my my <laughs> family is iOS and Android both, yeah. and I I other than knowing, and I don't and I don't know that iMessage is encrypted. They tell me it is. There's nothing on here that tells me. You know, it says there's no little lock symbol or anything like that. So I don't know, but. Yeah. All the other stuff, I mean, I tried it with myself. I've got a Pixel and I've got an iPhone. And and here's, you know, I just did to myself. I sent pictures. I sent reactions. I sent emojis. I don't know what I'm missing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm not getting other than they tell me I'm not getting encrypted. Right. Uh, You're, it's interesting, the latest changes to Google's messages because we'll keep that in mind because it's this is outside of RCS. The number of things they're now doing to try to make it not only more iMessage-like in the UI, but also make some interoperability. The, the ability to see when somebody, uh, you know, somebody reacts to a yeah. text. Versus Rather than it's saying, Don sent an LOL. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Actually has now I see the little smiley, you know, the, the, the little LOL face, you know. So it's, and and to me, I, you know, as somebody who's had to, either had to or just chosen to be very agnostic in what I use over the years. There's been a lot of times where, because of the nature of the business I did, I had to work in Unix and Windows simultaneously for servers. I had to develop for. You know, for both Netscape Navigator and for IE, I use an Android phone. I use an iPhone from time to time, and I, I, 
to me, it's just that's the nature of where we are. Yep. It's, that's why I guess I always find it a little bit humorous when we still have the zealotry over these things that you sometimes see. You know, I agree. Preference. I agree. It's uh, it's it's always been difficult for me to understand. Like we were talking about before the podcast, you know, we were, and I guess in some ways still are, big fans of Windows CE phone edition windows mobile windows well maybe not windows phone i was never a fan of windows phone but right up to there <laughs> i was a huge fan um and uh you know used them exclusively more or less uh for years until it became like this isn't working for me anymore well that's a, I, i'm always a believer in the best tool to meet the user's need you know, if somebody is more productive and comfortable with Platform X or Application Y, then so be it. That's, yeah, that's exactly. fine. You know, and, and you know, as somebody who's been on the delivery side of that, having to make sure customers and users, I always take great care to say, you know, before somebody starts shoving something down somebody's throat, it's, are they going to be productive or are they going to reject it? I've seen more great applications fail over the years because nobody bothered to see what the user <laughs> was was really trying to accomplish. You know, and it's a great app, but the user interface just confuses the hell out of or, right. you know, destroys the experience and the user rejects it. I, you know, like I said, I, I'm, I'm just as comfortable with an Android phone as I am with an iPhone. And that's because I've used both of them pretty extensively. Uh, and I can see the benefits to either one. Uh, but it's it's still, I, I, that's why I say it's just, I find it funny every time I see this, you know, the, the you know, that, that like folks are ready to fall on the sword over, uh, you know, a platform or a product or something. And it's like... It, if it works for you, fantastic. But please don't tell me that that's the best thing for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> in all, all times. Yeah. Well, it becomes. So it's, sometimes, um, it's sometimes sad that you know it's not. Yeah. It's not enough to win. The other guy has to lose. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I think I we've summed up a that. lot of society in that statement. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think so. I think I my dad think. had a phrase he used a lot that it was uh, before you start looking for a solution, make damn sure you understand the problem. There you go. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good engineering advice. Yeah. And he was an accountant. <laughs> Good accounting advice. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, there's the other saying, right? Uh, yes, we've got a solution in search of a problem, which is a, the corollary to what your dad told you. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was just going to mention, you know, again, for old folks, I got confused when I saw this Sunbird announcement. I said, isn't that a Mozilla calendaring app? <laughs> <laughs> so I had to go look at it. Oh, there's that thing's gone. It it you know, it died a while back. So I guess the we, name is reusable now. I think we've been around long enough in technology where we've seen just about every product name used and reused a couple of times. Where you're like, is that the old thing or the new thing? I'm gonna make something called WordStar <laughs> or Electric Pencil. I you know one or the other. Physical. You're going to the mention of that will 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 invoke a technical form of PSD to so many people. <laughs> make hey. a coffee table with a screen in it and call it a surface. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw, just when you mentioned that, Todd, I somebody the other day was complaining about um, a control 
sequence. It was mm-hmm. like it was it wasn't a control C or control V, but it was another one. They were complaining. I'm like, and it was a younger person. I said, believe me, you never worked with WordStar back there in the day. I used to go. call it Twister for the fingers <laughs> to get some yeah, of the absolutely. keys. Combos. And but you know, the funny thing is, WordStar was actually pretty popular for a number of years oh yeah and so some i think word perfect maybe maybe some other things had word star compatibility mode yep. for keystrokes for you know yep. cutting and pasting and things that people had muscle memory for well i you know what made word perfect so nice for so many of us was simply the fact that rather than having incredibly complex control shift alt mm-hmm. g7 <laughs> As, as a keystroke, huh? but you don't they remember what that means. So many of those. <laughs> God, it was. I can remember having cramps from using WordStar at times. It was just yeah, it's so complicated. Plus, WordPerfect but, supported <laughs> function keys, right? Yep. Yeah. Could make you a better guitar player, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Little known fact that Eddie Van Halen was actually a WordStar <laughs> user Who knew? a number of years before he picked up a guitar. Uh, but yeah, so the 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 zealot the technical zealotry has been, I guess, forever. It you is know, predates it, us, you know. Because you know, I, I just it, I find it. I, I always find it. I you know I try to find the humor in anything, and that one's always a case where I find the humor. The what will come out of those heated discussions to be <laughs> sometimes crazy, downright crazy. Right. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's been going on forever. It's nuts. Yeah, and it is. It is unfortunate because sometimes it prevents people from adopting a solution that would be perfect for them, but only because they are so anti, you know, whatever the thing is. It's it, it still happens today, and I've seen it as someone who's worked with large enterprises for so many years. I've seen exactly what you just described. A a a bias that will force people down a path yeah. to, to, to use a solution that just isn't meeting their users' needs the right way. Right. And, it, and it's unfortunate because you'll ha- try to have that discussion and it's like a wall goes up. Yeah. You know, it's, nope, this is, what, this is what we're going to use. And, and it's the, the times where it's got nothing to do with other than a single person's preference. Yes. Decision making. I, I mean, it's there are times where, yes, because of licensing budgets, I get it. But there are times where it is simply one person in the decision making process that has all the control and says we're going to do yeah. it this way and will not think about the ramifications. Right. And They'd rather build a Rube Goldberg solution that includes like a third party add on. That would be yeah. totally unnecessary just because it uses yeah. their favorite, you know, platform yeah. or whatever it is. I've, now, I've also seen the other extreme, which I especially see in growing companies when they're when they're growing, which is a new, you know, every time a new upper level executive comes in, they bring their tool in and trash the yeah. other tool. Oh, I've <laughs> seen that. Suddenly go through like in three, four years, you go through for one product functionality, you know, for one business functionality, you go through like three yeah. or four applications and you have to migrate each time. Ah, I'm almost done with those years. I'm really happy. And I, and I can't imagine <laughs> yeah. there was any... <laughs> I was going to say... Yeah, I can't imagine there's any training involved. 
for all the other people that are stuck with that either too. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. We we do oh. that where mm. I work a lot. Is it's, here's the here's the new thing we've got for you that replaces the old thing. Okay, how do you use this? Yeah. Oh, there's a manual. Yep. Well, I'll tell you, you know, two things that are technology adjacent. Uh, thing number one is for where I work, for many, many years, when you signed some kind of document, that maybe not legally binding, but policy binding, let's say, um, you know, this is the way it's going to be, you had to sign it with blue ink. Um, not black, not green, you know, blue. Uh, they didn't specify the shade of blue, thank goodness, but it had to be blue. And, and you know, I think, I'm sure I'm not the only one to point it out to the people who are demanding this. And this is me, you know, this is, have you seen color copiers these days? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> they're awfully accurate, you know, yeah. maybe not perfect, yeah. but they're awfully accurate. Yeah. Um, there was a time that copiers didn't do blue. So <laughs> well, when you they didn't do any thing, you can black, yeah. No, I mean even yeah. the color copiers had trouble had trouble with blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or black and white copy copiers had trouble with blue. But uh, well, if you guys remember about oh gosh, how long ago was it? maybe ten years ago? Xerox admitted there was a bug in their copying process that some numbers were getting um, not scanned now, copy like twos yeah. became eights and you know things like that uh, when you're copying. You know, say table of numbers or something. It's kind yeah. of important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so even copying that. So, at any rate, that finally went away, and they said, "Okay, fine, use whatever darn color you want." You know, um, including including nice solid black ink. Uh, and then the other thing was wet ink signatures in general, which drove me bonky <laughs> bonky. So why are we signing? I'm getting cramps, you know. <laughs> um, and and serious, and you know, it's funny because um, it was it actually I signed a lot more after during the pandemic because I had to sign all the telework agreements, and we had two agreements per person. Yeah. So if I'm signing for 150 people, that's 100, 300, you know, forms I'm signing. And if I had to do that on paper, I would have thrown stuff at people. But we finally did move a lot of people who insisted on paper to, you know, electronic signatures. I remember being called in, I think I, told, I may have told the story to YouTube, but for sure to John, during, at the start of the pandemic, when we were in, at least in Hawaii, we were in like stay-at-home mode, where you weren't supposed to go anywhere unless you really had to, um, including work. Um, I was still going in, but I was staying, trying to stay home when I could, work from home. And I remember getting a call from a department that shall be unnamed, that insisted I come in at 4 o'clock in the afternoon to sign a... Uh, a form to allow lit a litigation hold for e-discovery. And I said, you know you can sign this through electronic signature, right? I says, you can't even fax it to me because I will not print that out in my home and sign it because of the nature of the dis of the request. You know, I don't want that anywhere outside my office mm -hmm. um, on paper. And But no, I had to come in. I said, well, fine, I'm coming in. You have somebody there at 4 o'clock because if you're not there at 4 sharp, I'm not signing. <laughs> I... I have lost count as, as somebody who principally has been working from home. You know, I did a lot before the pandemic. Uh, yeah. I did obviously during, and I am doing it now after, but the number of times, even companies that have e-signature that still send things and are like, no, we need an ink signature. I know what's with so, that. So send, we're going to send it to you. You're going to print it out. 
you're yeah. going to sign it and then you're going to scan it and send it back. And right. it's like, you have his signature. Why won't it, you accept it? Right. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. How about, th- how about this? You email it to me. I will attach my signature to the email <laughs> <laughs> as a JPEG and I'll send it back to you. That's exactly what you're getting. If I, if I scan exactly. it and email it back, <laughs> you know, well, who, somebody I knew actually did start to do that. They had their signature as an image. They would the Something would come in, they convert it to a JPEG, bring it into an image editor, the last page, overlay. (laughs) I said, although that took more time than printing it out and signing it, they said it's the principle of the whole thing. And I'm like, okay, okay, touche. It's funny. You know, it's, it's, um, you know, we in Hawaii, we just, uh, we have term limited governors. And so our governor was term out after two terms. And a new governor came in. And I remember asking around, does anybody knew who, know who the new state comptroller is going to be? And says, well, Todd, you'll find out and everybody else does. It's sort of important. You know, the state comptroller signs all of the checks. We need a, a legally binding digital signature on file the day he or she steps on board so we can actually pay people. You know, mm-hmm. you know vendors, it's sort of important. It wasn't a matter of curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> this, this isn't for a trivia contest down the yeah. road. yeah. But at any rate, we did. I did find out early. I did snoop around <laughs> and find out. Okay, we need to get this person's signature noon Monday. You know, <laughs> get it on file. But at any rate, I digress. Um, and it's been super fun talking, to you guys. Sorry about the network yeah. issue. I apparently ran into. At least we didn't run into the issue that Swen and and John and I think ran into a couple of weeks ago, where my AirPods decided to cut out from my macbook pro and switch to my iphone and i couldn't hear them (laughs) lovely (laughs) yeah i still don't know why i did that so i don't think it's ever done that before and hope thankfully since but uh don i i know you may or may not be available for the next podcast but thank you for being here for this one uh it's always good to to talk to you yep and good to see yeah but we don't record the video but uh we do see each other on teams and I hope to have some other friends on. I think Jack Cook is going to try to make it, and we'll see if other folks can can be on. And if you sign into community communities, we can play with that. And I'll also do a free form thing when that becomes available, just to play with, since I won't have anybody to actually work with anymore. When Jack comes on, we'll have to use a closed captioning to be able to understand. <laughs> you know, Jack. For 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 Boston those who, English conversion. <laughs> so Jack Jack is from Massachusetts. And um, Jack and I used to have this standing joke that, you know, when, when computer translators are becoming a thing, we always told each other, you know, we really need to have like a pigeon, Hawaii pigeon English to Boston uh, translator and back and forth so we can understand each so you other. Can convert, you can confuse twice as many people. <laughs> uh, and by the way, Hawaiian pigeon is an officially recognized language by the U.S. Census Bureau. I don't think Bostonian is. <laughs> So there. <laughs> well, when it gets into Google Translate, you'll have made it. You know, so. Hey, Klingon is in. Oh wait, Klingon is not in Google, but it is in Bing Translate. Oh, is it? I thought yes. it was in Google. I, Google. I don't think it's in Google, but it, it, but it's been in Bing for a while. In fact, it even does a written Klingon language. It's not just the you know word meaning oh. translation. So if you want to have you know your desk sign, oh that'd be fun. You know, have your desk sign. You know, whatever your manager or whatever. 
uh, in Klingon. Oh, I should have done that. Darn it. Too late now. Oh, well. Oh, well. I was going to say maybe next time, but once you retire, it's sort of there is no next time, but that's okay. It is okay. Alrighty, so the next time I speak to you, I will be like four days away from vacation if we speak to you next Sunday. If not, I'll speak to you as a retiree. And so right. um, uh, hopefully we can do it some other times and maybe more convenient for some of our friends for whom this time slot is not so good. I'm sure it's not great for you guys either, so thank you for joining me. Swan, well, thank you, day. Don, thank you, and thank we will you. talk to you next time.